Hello and welcome to the Ultra Working Podcast. I am Chris Natara, and in today's episode, we're talking about thresholds and the threshold effect. I'm assuming that this is going to be a rather short episode. Primarily, I want to drive your attention to the fact that there are things out there that demonstrate this behavior where you won't see an immediate return on investment for small improvements or small changes that you make in a specific area. So you invest, you make some improvements, but it doesn't really show up in any meaningful way in the results that you're getting. And only once you've stacked enough improvements together and once you reach the threshold, will you actually see a change in the results that you're getting and that you're looking for. Now, in nature, we can encounter thresholds in many different places. For example, in physics, I studied electrical engineering. One of the main components is the transistor. And transistors have a threshold voltage, meaning a minimum voltage that has to be present until the transistor starts opening up and starts conducing electricity. In biology or in medicine, a concept that is, I'd say, pretty closely related is the so-called minimum effective dose, for example, for a drug or medication, where if you take less than the minimum effective dose, you won't see any biological effects. And then once you hit the minimum effective dose, you will see a effect occur. Now, very likely the effect will get stronger as you uh, increase the dosage, but you need to hit at least that minimum dosage until you see any effect and any improvement. Now, if we were to chart this effect on an XY axis, we would have the improvements on the X axis. And as we initially move along and we add, you know, one improvement, two improvement, three improvements or changes or updates, or we don't really see an effect on the Y axis. The Y axis basically flatlines or maybe sees some really minimal improvements, like it very, very slowly or very, very minimally ticks up until we hit the threshold level on the x-axis where the improvements are now sufficiently large or the sum of the improvements is now sufficiently large we all of a sudden we see a big spike a big jump in the results that we're getting and a big jump on the y-axis in this case and i thought about some concrete examples of where this might occur in the realm of work productivity performance and one thing that came to mind is when we enter a flow state, in order to get in flow, you know, this, this state of really deep concentration, we have to minimize the number, for example, of dis disruptions that uh, are allowed to you know, affect us dramatically. Let's say you're a programmer, you're trying to write some code, And, uh, you know, every two minutes, you get like a notification on your phone that you check, just as a very simple example. It's unlikely, next to impossible, in this state to enter into a flow state. Let's say you reduce the number of notifications or disruptions from any source by half. Now you're only getting disrupted every four minutes. It's still very, very unlikely that you're going to ever reach a state of super high concentration this way. And now you further decrease them by half. Now you're getting disrupted every eight minutes. 
eight minutes is generally not enough, at least in my opinion, to really get into a deep zone of concentration. And we could look at some studies and we have looked at some studies when it comes to things like attention residue and, and context switching. And you really have to get rid of close to all interruptions and being able to concentrate uninterruptedly for, you know, somewhere like 30 minutes, maybe an hour on, on really hard tasks, on, on hard challenges before you can slip into this mode of super high levels of concentration. And yeah, even just a few interruptions sprinkled in, in between will really qualitatively change the experience that you're having. And I think this very well matches with the concept of a threshold effect. It's not enough to reduce uh, distractions in this case or interruptions by, you know, 50%, 70%, 80%. You need to reduce them by maybe close to 90%. And then at that point, you will see a qualitative change in the results that you're getting. It's not going to be a linear increase, not going to be, you know, at half the interruptions, you're getting like double the amount of, of flow. It doesn't work like that. It really is a zero or one experience. And only when you are sort of right off the threshold, on the right side of the threshold, will you get any results. And the moment you cross over to the left side and you're below the thresholds, you're basically getting zero results. You're getting a zero on the, on the, you know, flow quality metric and uh, will have a very different experience in terms of the session that you're having in terms of the work experience. Taking one more example from, you know, one of my favorite sources of examples, which is, you know, exercise, nutrition science, that sort of thing. Uh, you have might have heard about the ketogenic diet and the state of ketosis. This is a very, very interesting state that occurs when you reduce the availability of carbohydrates for your body for a prolonged period of time. Uh, your body then starts to switch over. It goes into this state called ketosis. And that's a very, very fragile state for most people. It can very easily be disrupted. And it seems to be, you know, again, very much dependent on staying below a certain threshold. And once you cross over, you're basically out of ketosis. It's again a binary consideration. It's either yes, ketosis or no, no ketosis and very little in between. And where well, we can keep looking for these examples and we will find more and more of these examples. I think it's super interesting to consider that. For me, the, the first example here of, of, of being in flow is one that I've in practice over the last couple of months really experimented with and, and played around with and saw the effects of, okay, this was a day where I managed to stay below the threshold and I was in deep, deep, deep concentration for long periods of time, for many hours at a time. And on this day, even though it's just a little bit more, it's just like a few interruptions that I was allowing to enter my sphere more and the experience is just very very different and yeah that's this is this is um this really can sort of you know sneak up on you because it is just a little bit less good but the results that you're getting are very very different 
than you know if you stay over the threshold. So I, I find that very interesting. Maybe consider it. Are there any areas in your life where yeah, you may be below a certain threshold or with a little bit extra effort in an area, you can cross over to that other side and all of a sudden you get significantly better results across the board. I think it's worth to contemplate this. If you do have any interesting examples where you think thresholds effects are in action, please send them to me, podcast at ultraworking.com. Would love to hear from you. This is it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening. And as always, be well.